0: All right, we're going to look at the book of Galatians tonight, and Galatians has six little chapters. They call it a Pauline epistle. You say, what's an epistle? Well, one guy, he thought an epistle was an apostle's wife, but that's not what it is. The word epistle means a letter, and of course, Paul was an apostle, and he's the one that wrote the book of Galatians, but in this little book of Galatians, you've got six chapters, and there's truths that we find in all six chapters, and they're really, really good, As a matter of fact, I could take each chapter and make lots of lessons on each one, but we're not going to. But I'd like to give you just a little bit from each chapter tonight and show you one truth from each chapter of the book of Galatians. And so, anyway, and it's truths that everybody needs to know about and you can apply to your life. And that every Christian ought to know about. And the first thing, I mean the book of Galatians, by the way, what's going on with that book is Paul led these people to the Lord. And a bunch of Judaizers came in And they started telling them that no you can't be saved like that You've got to be saved by the law And keeping the Mosaic law And Paul had to fight these people Not physically fight them But he had, he had to stand up for what was right And say no they're telling you wrong I'm telling you the Lord showed me what's right and, Paul did, and the Lord did show Paul what was right And he showed them what was right And so anyway that's usually how it works You ever notice that? Somebody gets saved, and they get in church, and some crazy religion starts after them. So, oh, that's not how that works. And they never cared about you until you got saved. But the moment you got saved, all of a sudden they're concerned about you. And the reason is they don't want you in that Baptist church down there. It's, I mean, it's craziness. They didn't care about you when you was dying and going to hell, but now that you're going to a Baptist church, they care all of a sudden. And so I'd say, if you didn't care about me before that, I don't care. you can forget it. Amen. But you're in the right place tonight. Let me say some things tonight. Truths from the book of Galatians. The first one we're going to find is in chapter 1. And notice in verse 6, he says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Now that word accursed means damned. So you just cussed. No, I didn't cuss. That's Bible words. You're using. You're thinking of it of a different way of using it. That's just like the word hell. That's a Bible word. You say, well, that's a cuss word. No, it might be the way you use it, but the way I'm using it, I'm talking about a place. I'm using it the way the Bible would use it. And I'm using the word damned or damnation the way the Bible would use it. It's all through your Bible. And when you get to church and you can't talk about the Bible because people are too worldly and got their minds somewhere else, you got big problems. And so as long as it's in the Bible, we can say it in the Bible context, and that's what we're doing. But anyway... Um, what he's saying is if anybody preaches another gospel, boy, that's that's bad, bad, really bad. And what he also is saying is there's only one gospel for this age. There's not two gospels. There's not three gospels. It's not get saved how you want to get saved and we'll get saved how we want to get saved. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not getting there any other way. He is not a way. He is the way. He said, I am the way, the life And the truth and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me. He's the only way to heaven. There's not multiple ways. Now take your Bible. We'll come back to Galatians, so just hang on to Galatians. And turn left to 1 Corinthians 15. You're just, um, you got 2 Corinthians to your left and then the end of 1 Corinthians. So you're not very far to your left there. And in 1 Corinthians 15, we see the gospel presented. And you can see what the gospel is. And so don't take my word for it. Take the Bible for it. The word of God. That's what matters. 1 Corinthians 15. When I was in Mexico, um, those people down there, and it, we had a packed house. We, we had... 300 and something every night. I mean, they were standing along the back walls. I had to take all the kids down to another room just so everybody could fit. I saw, we were in the song service, and when it was in that song service, you couldn't fit anybody else. And there were stairs coming up to the auditorium. They go straight up, and then they turn and go up again and come to the landing, and you're up there. And I, and I looked down, and I saw these people with benches on their shoulders. And they were carrying benches so their family could have a place. I said, now this is how you have church right here. They're, bring, bring, don't bring your own bring your own pew you know? bring your own bench is what they did and they carried benches to get up there and I thought isn't that great and anyway they got up there and they were listening to that and I said and I didn't say this to be mean because I'm not after other religions and I don't think just because a person's another religion that they're not going to heaven I don't believe that but I said how many of you used to be Catholic and I said that because almost everybody in Mexico is a Catholic it wasn't a derogatory thing it's just a simple question every person in the building raised their hand i said wow isn't that something but they all got saved and now they joined that baptist church but that's the predominant religion in, in, in walnut ridge arkansas we've got all kinds of different churches but down there it's mainly just one religion is the way that it is and so i thought wow that's something well the catholic church does not teach the same way to go to heaven that we teach that doesn't mean people in the Catholic Church are not going to heaven. I know people that are Catholics that have given me a, ple- a clear presentation of the gospel that they were seeing. Well, if they did that, they're going to heaven just like a Baptist is. And the truth is there's some Baptists that aren't going to heaven. Just because you're a Baptist don't get you to heaven, you've got to have a relationship with Christ to get you to heaven. And so people forget that. We're not, we're not saying one religion gets you to heaven because no religion gets you to heaven. It's the Lord that gets you to heaven, but you have to believe on him. It's not just joining a church or getting sprinkled. That's not going to get you to heaven. You've got to have the gospel. And in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. He He said, I declare to you the gospel. He said, The same thing I preached to you and what you received. And he said, that's what you're standing on. That's what we're standing on too, is the gospel. By which also, verse 2, you're saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. In other words, you're not saved if you didn't believe right. You have to believe with all your heart. You can't say, yeah, I believe that. Okay, I'm going to heaven. No, no. You've got to believe with all your heart. It's a big difference. Verse th- You've got to mean it. Verse 3, for I delivered unto you first of all, That which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Not only did they receive it, Paul received it. He said, "I, I declare unto you the gospel, and this is the gospel that I gave to you. Number one, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. What's that tell me? It tells me that first, I'm a sinner, and it tells me secondly, that someone died for my sins. That's a good thing to know. And his name, he's called Christ. The anointed, Jesus. Then in verse 4, the second thing, and that he was buried. They put him in a borrowed tomb. Everybody knows about that. We talk about it every Easter. A rich man had it. Joseph of Arimathea had him a family tomb made. He's rich and it had never been used. They put. He said, I'll let the Lord have my tomb. He didn't need it very long because the third thing, and then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And then he goes on and he tells about all the different people that saw him. But the truth is the gospel is that he died for your sins according to the scriptures. And secondly that he was buried. And thirdly that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. You can't just, it's not just enough to believe that he died for your sins and they buried him. You must also believe that he's alive. That he was resurrected. And then you must believe with all your heart and receive him as your savior. By this you're saved what we see is the gospel presented and people say well, yeah but you also listen no 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 that's not the gospel in a nutshell that's the gospel he made it very plain this is the gospel and everybody's got all these different steps that they add to that but the truth is the bible doesn't add to it that's man doing that the gospel is believing that jesus died for your sins he was buried he rose again the third day you say well, what about kids that aren't had never even been saved we got we got so many little kids in this church, it's unbelievable. And you know what? They're little. We've got one of them. And they don't know yet. And if something were to happen, and God forbid it did, but if something happened to them in that shape, they're fine. They're going to heaven. Because the guilt's not on them yet. But there comes a time in their life where they'll have to receive Christ when they understand it. But until then, they're okay. It's going to be fine. The Lord loves little children. And if he loves them, we ought to love them. But that's why you got your kids in church Because there's going to come a time in their life And I don't know when that time is That's between the Lord and them When they will have to make a decision for the Lord For me I was almost 9 years old Some of you was 20 Some was 30 Some was 15 Some was 10 It's all different ages It's different for everybody That's the Lord when he begins to deal with their heart And show them that they need a savior He knows how to handle that That's not the church's job That's his job And he'll take care of that. But until then, they're okay. We we don't call them saved; we call them safe. They're safe. They're going to be all right. But anyway, we don't want nothing to happen. All right. Not only that, but I want my kids to get saved as soon as possible. If you don't raise your kids in church, the older they get, the harder their hearts going to be. And then about thirty or forty, when some preacher gets older so I don't want any part of that. but if you have that childlike faith, they'll come to him a whole lot easier. And you want to raise them in church and let them learn early. And y'all are doing a good job of it, too. All right, verse 7. Notice uh, back in Galatians 1. Now notice the gospel perverted. Verse 7. Which is not another. Notice he said in verse 6 I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, unto another gospel. And he says, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So we say the gospel perverted. What that is, is people telling people that that there's different gospels, that there's a different way to heaven, that you don't all have to go the same way. I had an Indian, Native American, whatever you want to call them. say that's offensive. Only to people that aren't Native American, they don't care. That's like Brother Terrell the Terrence, rather, that preached for us, Calvin. He's full-blooded, Navajo. Full-blooded, not 50%, 100%. Grew up on a reservation. He got in an elevator, and he had a Cleveland Indians hat on. It said the Indians. And this white lady was on there with him, and she goes, Don't you think Native Americans would find that offensive? She didn't even know he was one. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just kept on he was a native american 100% apparently he didn't or he wouldn't have wore the hat you know but people get silly don't they anyway you got the the gospel though the gospel perverted and so what you have is people that that indian that was in jail one time i was talking to he said well preacher he said you just got to go your way to heaven and i'll go my way to heaven i said that's not what the bible says the Bible says that there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12. What seems right's not right. It's what this book says. That's what you got to go by. The only book God ever wrote is a Bible. And if you want to know what God says, you've got to open the Bible and read it. And God will show you what it says. I felt sorry for that man. But there's people out there that are perverting the gospel. And even the Lord said that the devil in 2 Corinthians 11 has ministers. He's got people on his side too. And they're telling things that aren't true. So say, what? Well, how do you know if a minister is right or not? This book. Don't bother me if you check me out. Check me out with this book. But don't tell me what you think. You better show me in the book. Because what I'm trying to do is show you in this book. It's not about what I think. It's immaterial what I think. My opinion is not any better than your opinion. Your opinion is not any better than my opinion. But these aren't opinions if it's in this book. Then it becomes facts. Because this is God's word, see. So there's a difference right there. And only God can tell you how to get to heaven. And then another time, in 2 Corinthians 11, the first three verses, I'm not going to turn there either for sake of time. But Paul said, I'm worried that Satan's tricking some of you from the simplicity of the gospel. He said, the gospel is so simple but yet you're trying to make it difficult by trying to add things to it, and he said he's perverting it. Said so the gospel. We say the gospel perverted. Then the third thing we see in Galatians one in verse eight we say the gospel preached. Notice verse eight. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach, preach. Take the P off preach. You got reach. Take the P R off re- preach, and you got each. That's what preaching is. Trying to reach people and each person preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Then that's a big deal. So if a preacher is preaching something that's not the gospel and giving you a different gospel, he's in hot water with God. That's a serious offense. Big time. And so better not be doing that. There's a lot of people that way. A whole bunch of them. I saw Joel Osteen, bless his heart. I don't got much use for that man. And he was on Larry King Live. Now, he's passed away now. And Larry King asked him, he said, what about Muslims that don't believe in Jesus as their Savior? He said, oh, Larry, it's not my job to condemn them. He said, I would never say they weren't going to heaven. Let me tell you something. If you don't trust Christ your Savior, you're not going. Whether he says it or not, it makes no difference. That's what the Bible says. Get some guts, Joel. (laughs) Preach the book. If you're going to be a Bible preacher, you ought to preach the Bible. You know what I would have said? I wouldn't have been mean towards them. I want Muslims to be saved. That's how I feel about it. But I'd say this. I'd say, well, the Bible says, Larry, that they've got to trust Jesus, their Savior. And if he said, say, well, what do you think? And I'd say, the Bible says, Larry, that they must trust Jesus, their Savior. Because it doesn't matter what I think. It's what the Bible says. And so it doesn't matter who you are. You say, what's that? That's a guy wanting to sell more books. He'd done pretty good at that. All right, verse nine. We say the gospel punished. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Let him be damned. I mean, that's that's rough preaching right there. So where'd that come from? It's in your Bible. You don't, you gotta admit the Lord does not find humor in somebody telling somebody they can get to heaven a different way than Him after what He did on the cross that's not even funny to even talk like that he's the only way to heaven well he's one of the ways no sir he's the only way he's not one of the ways he's the way there's not another way it's just him anyway and you know people get mad you talk like that i had a guy one time he, he went to one of our friends churches and he said I can't believe you'd teach Jesus is the only way to heaven. I've come into this church tonight and pulled right up there by your sign and parked out there, and he said, and you're saying Jesus is the only way? Why, how dare you? He said, did you even read the sign? He goes, what about it? He said, it says Baptist church on there. What do you think Baptists believe? He said, if you don't believe that, why'd you even pull up to my sign? <laughs> you ought to know that. I mean, Baptists believe in salvation by grace through faith. If you don't believe that, you're not a Baptist. But to be honest with you, If you don't believe that you're not a Bible believer That's what the Bible teaches People are funny like that though right, the second thing Chapter 2 Right on the same topic In chapter 2 verses 15, 16, 17 and 18 You say what are we about to see That salvation is by faith I've hit this pretty strongly But each chapter has a great truth in it And this is a great truth here Look in verse 15 of Galatians 2 we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no man be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. If I go back to the law instead of salvation by grace. So what do we see? Justification is by faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the word justify means to declare righteous. That's what the word means, to declare righteous. Justification is being found righteous in the eyes of God. You say, well, there's nobody that's perfect. You're right, but our Savior is. And what you're doing when you get saved is he took all your blame on him, and we receive his righteousness. Gives us a new standing. The old saying is this, justified. Just if I'd never sinned. You say, but I did sin. I know, but that's been forgiven. When you get saved, God forgives you of those sins. Now, what everybody wants to do is dig those things back up. And the devil really likes to do that. He wants you to live in the past. Well, you know that one time. You say, well, devil, I've forgotten about that one time because the Bible tells me forgetting those things which are behind. It tells me looking uh, towards the prize of the high calling, the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We're to forget those things You've been forgiven There's no reason to revisit your past Forget about the past We go around this room here tonight We ain't going to And somebody say Yeah I used to smoke dope Yeah I've done meth Yeah I've done this I've done whatever Well let me tell you something If you used to do that Put it behind you Who cares what you used to do You don't think God can't forgive you For stuff like that Sure he can He's a forgiving God don't, but don't go back to it. There's no reason to go back to it. Serve the Lord is what you ought to do. The way of the transgressor is hard. And if you're a Christian and you get out and sin, God's going to give you a good old-fashioned whipping. That's what the Bible says. And if he doesn't whip you, you're not one of his. It says that too, by the way. <laughs> and so justifications by faith, that's so important to know. All right. The third thing, chapter 3, verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. You say, well, what's this truth we're finding? Not everyone's a child of God. Everybody says that all the time. All the politicians say it. Years ago, a guy named John McCain won the Republican nomination for president. He did not win president. But at the Republican National Convention, I used to try to watch both of those. I don't watch any of it anymore. <laughs> either side. I can't stand that stuff. But anyway, at the Republican National Convention, he got up and he said, We're all God's children. No, we're not all God's children. Only if you've got faith in Christ Jesus can you be God's child. He's our father. We pray to our father in heaven, but he can't be your father if you've never trusted him. You say, oh, no, I don't agree with that. Everybody's God's child. Oh, they are? Are they hold your place and go to the Gospel of John to your left. Well, let's just say about that. Gospel of John. About chapter 8. Yep, I got it. John chapter eight, the Lord's dealing with these Pharisees. boy, they're telling them all about the Lord, all about the Father in heaven. He said, well, if God were your father, the Lord says He says He's not your, If he's your father, why well, you'd love me. Look at that. John 8:42. Jesus said unto them, "If God were your father, you, you would love me. That's a good way to know if somebody's saved they've got to love the Lord. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I myself, but He sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye of your father, the who? The devil. What does that mean? That means some people's fathers the devil. You say, how do you know that? That's what Jesus said. You think he'd tell the truth? I think he tells the truth. He said, ye of your father, the devil. What kind of people were they? People that never trusted him as their savior. They wouldn't receive him everybody's got a spiritual father. It's either God or it's the devil. Now, I'd much rather have God as my spiritual father. But he said, you have your father, the devil. And lust your father, you will do. That's pretty rough. It? Look in John chapter 1, since you're up there. John chapter 1. So I've never heard nothing like this. That's because nobody teaches the Bible anymore. The average church wouldn't even say something like that. So oh, you're just mean-spirited. No, we want everybody to trust the Lord. That's the opposite of mean-spirited. We want people to come to Christ. We care about people. John chapter 1, verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He came to the Jews first. They, they, they rejected him. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. How do you get to be his son and his child? You got to believe on his name. What's his name? It's not Muhammad. It's Jesus. Well, it sure ain't Buddha. And it's not Mary either. Even she had to believe on him. And she did. She's a great woman. She had to believe on her own son. Isn't that amazing? You say, how do you become God's child? You've got to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, that's a big deal right there. Not everybody's a child of God. So they talk about the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. That's not true. God's everybody's father. We're all brothers. No, we're brothers if we know Christ is our Savior. And it don't make any difference what color our skin is either. We can be brothers and sisters in Christ if we know Christ is our Savior. That's all that matters right there. So anyway not everybody's a child of god. Everybody's born in Adam's image. And Adam is a fallen man. We got to be born again. All right, the fourth thing. Galatians chapter 4 verse 5. To redeem them, let's go back to verse four, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying Abba Father, wherefore thou, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. What's the truth? Once you're saved, you're adopted into God's family. Now you can cry, Abba, Father. uh, The word adoption means to be placed as a son or as a child. Did you realize if somebody gets adopted into a family, they got every right that anybody that was born into that family has? And really, they got greater rights in some respects. I've always read that these kids would divorce their parents, which, you know, crazy world we live in. But they say if you're adopted, it's against the law to divorce your parents. I like that because I've been adopted. Is I thought you knew who your parents were. I do. But I've been adopted into the family of God. That's what I'm talking about. I've been adopted into that family. And that word adoption is mentioned five times in scripture and Paul mentions it every time that it's mentioned. And it's mentioned right here in verse 5 that we might receive the adoption of sons is what he says. And because we're adopted we can cry Abba Father. And Abba is an intimate word and most people say it means daddy, not just father but daddy. That means we got an intimate relationship with God. It's better than just saying father, it's daddy. Man, that's something when you got that. Like that little girl that got adopted and she'd been in that orphanage and that orphanage didn't have much money and they, they wouldn't let them drink, but they'd have, they'd have milk and they had very little and they'd let them just drink a little bit and then pass it to the next one, pass it to the next one because those, those kids were lined up so they could all get a little bit and she got into that family and they had a little bit of money and she asked her new mother When she poured her a glass of milk She said how deeply may I drink And she said you can drink as deeply as you want And there's plenty more where that came from Let me tell you that's what happens When God's your father There's an abundant supply And he can take care of you He takes good care of you That's the way it's supposed to be We're supposed to take care of our children And he takes good But he takes better care of us Than we take care of our own kids and we love our kids you say well you spoil your kids don't you think the Lord spoils you (laughs) sure we're spoiled man God's been good to us sure he has great to us you're living in a free country at least for a little bit longer (laughs) thank God you're in it and I guarantee you I was in Mexico all last week and I liked those people over there and everybody was good to me and and I like them, and I appreciate them, but it's not America. You hadn't, you think you've seen potholes? You go over there where we's at, Whew. craziness. You know what a stop sign means in Mexico? Nothing. Nobody stops at a stop sign. I've never seen anybody stop at a stop sign. You just hope nobody kills you. It's craziness. We, brother Dwayne's out there somewhere. And um, anyway. We got. He picked us up from the airport and it's so late at night and I was tired we got our bags and put them in the back of that little car and we got in the back seat we got back there and he pulled out of that parking lot of that airport and I go oh and I, it wasn't about 30 seconds Somebody, I was buckling up you say why because I forgot what it's like to ride in Mexico <laughs> brother Wayne got laughing he was buckling too don't worry about that you say well man his craziness the very first time I ever went to Mexico several years ago I was in Durango Durango is how they say it it's, we say Durango and, I was in, and we get, they picked us up from the airport and I was in a van and we got in that van and we started down the road and, and a car was coming straight head on in our lane and the guy ran off the road into the dirt and all the way back in and kept talking to us the whole time never even got mad it's just like it was normal and I thought what in the world have we gotten into and it was that way the whole time. And when they took us back to the airport, there was all these vehicles turned on their side, and you had to go around them to get into the driveway of the airport. I mean, they were turned upside down and on fire, and all. I kind of thought, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. So be glad where you live. And there's no such thing as chips and sauce in Mexico. That's American food. Thank God for chips and salsa. I like them. You don't ever get chips and salsa in Mexico. I say, Y'all ever eat? No, that's American food. We don't do that here. I've never been. I've been to Mexico several times. I've never been to Mexico. Now, if you went on a border town, you'd probably get it because they do. That's not Mexico. That's, that's, it's just a little taste of it. And so they cater to Americans like that. You go down to Mexico... You know, you hear the story, you can get all the stuff in the pharmacy you want. No. You have to have a prescription. You go in a border town, you get what you want. You say, why? Because that's not Mexico. It's different. You say, well, it is Mexico. Well, that's why you're getting something. But they don't do that in other places of Mexico. It's a whole lot different. But anyway, God's been good to us. All right. Uh, I'm glad to be adopted into his family. How about this one? Man, we're about out of time. I'm not going to turn to all of them But in chapter 5 we see that a man cannot fall from grace It tells you that in the first four verses The only people that can fall for grace Are people that are counting on the law Which is works to save them If you're counting on the Lord Jesus Christ He can keep you from falling The Bible says In Jude verse 24 Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling That's what it says Read it sometime Look in Galatians 6 this is the last place we'll go. What we're going to see also is a person will reap what they sow. Verse 7 Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And so that's pretty plain Everybody will Reap what they sow You can reap good things if you sow good things Or you can reap bad things if you sow bad things Now you gotta be a special Kind of stupid to get in church and get out You might as well Stay in You say well I'll get out and go get drunk Smoke a little dope You're not very smart are you God ain't gonna stand for that stuff You say what's he gonna do He's gonna pull the rug out from under you Is what he's gonna do and it's going to hurt when you fall. And I've done some pretty dumb things in my life, so I can't get after you too, but I've done some dumb stuff. But the truth is, there's no reason to go back. Can you imagine a couple gets married, and God blesses them, and everything's good, and all of a sudden, they say, Yeah, that's enough of that. I just think I'll go, I'll go sell drugs or something. Are you stupid? You'd have to be stupid to do something Really stupid Why don't you just stay married If God gives you kids Why don't you raise kids That's a gift from God Man that's a blessing And if you're in church Why don't you just stay in church Why would you go to a lifestyle like that When all it is is hard Man I wouldn't want that It's hard enough to do right anyway But man Sometimes you just think Man people are nuts aren't they You know, and the younger, the dumber. The younger you are, the dumber your mistakes. It's just true. It's a way of life. You say, how do you know that, preacher? Because when I was younger, I was dumber. I'm plenty dumb at this age. But I was a special kind of dumb at that age. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I understand what I'm talking about. Boy, I did some dumb stuff. Dumb. Looking back, thinking, why'd you do that? What are you thinking? And the truth is, I wasn't thinking and that's how people are. But the, the Bible tells us this way too. You can reap good if you sow good. And so think of it that way, Well, Maybe I'll sow good. I'll try to get in church. I'm going to try to serve God. I'll get me a job. I'm going to work. I'm going to try to fear God and what I do. See what God might do in your life. He'll bless you. So many times you see people that are victims of their childhood. What that, What I'm saying is, They don't have any upbringing. And there are several of you in in this building like that tonight. But let me tell you something. When you get to a certain age, it's not mama and daddy's fault anymore or your upbringing's fault. You've got to make a decision. You You could break the mold and say, you know what? I'm not going the way they went. And if you're young, you've got time to make something out of yourself. Do it. Make something. Get you a job and work. And save some of that money. And tithe, give to God and save some. And enjoy some of it. And pay your bills. Have something in life. They say, so, well, my grandparents, they got that nice house. They worked all their life for it. You could have something too if you work your life for things. But see, people aren't willing to do that. I just don't, people are something. Everybody's in this entitlement stuff. They're entitled to every little thing. When you ought to work for it. Things don't come to you like that. You've got to do something about it. got to work in life. You say, well, oh, so-and-so. Who cares what so-and-so's got? Why don't you do something? Do the best you can. And you know what? You can raise your kids differently than if your parents didn't do right. You can raise them differently than your parents raised you. You say, you know what? My, my parents didn't raise me in church. I'm going to raise my kids in church. My parents were mean to me. I'm going to be good to my kids. I didn't always have a lot to eat when I was a kid. My kids are going to have a lot to eat. They're going to have plenty to eat. I'm going to work two jobs if I have to, whatever it takes. That's what you do in life. you just got to grow up and get after it. It's not easy. It's hard. And just stay away from bad things. And God will bless you. Stay in church. and fear of him. God will bless you for doing it. All right, that's some, that's some truths from the book of Galatians. Any questions or comments tonight?